You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome. You're listening to the Golf Under Par podcast. As the title suggests, on the Gov, we talk about all things relating to golf performance so you can golf under par. While listening, you'll hear discussion on all facets of golf, physical, mental, and whatever else will make you a better golfer. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy McCullough. I'm a golfer myself, as well as a physical therapist and strength coach. Let's take this journey together to golf under par. Thank you for listening. Now let's dive in. Talking swing speed, okay? One of the hottest topics in golf, right? We're always talking about the, the players that hit the ball the farthest, they're the ones that tend to win the most money, right? You hear things from Brooks Kopka, from uh, Phil Mickelson saying they'd much rather be hitting an eight iron out of the rough rather than hitting a five iron from the fairway, okay? So they'd much rather be closer to the hole because they're going to be more likely to get the ball closest, closer to the pin. And, and obviously the closer to the pin means you're going to have more, more likely to, to have fewer putts, right? So swing speed is a big thing in predicting driving distance, okay? That longer the ball, the, sorry, the faster the club head goes, the farther that ball is gonna go. Tends to be for every mile per hour that you have of club head speed is about two or three miles per, uh, three yards, all right? So the only thing that really changes between club head speed to the ball speed, all right, is the impact. All right, so we have to have a the smash factor. The higher the smash factor, the more transferred that energy is into the ball. Okay, essentially it's just dividing those numbers to get out something. And usually pros are somewhere in that one point or one point four five to one point five. So the higher the smash factor, the better that ball flies. The farther the ball is going to fly. All right, it's going to have more speed that way. So the tour average. PGA Tour average for males is 113 miles per hour. The average golfer, so that 15 handicap golfer, tends to be somewhere in like the 93 range. Okay, there's a 20, 20 mile per hour gap. And there's some statistics that TrackMan has put out. And basically, if you want to be a single digit player, then you need to hit the ball or you need to have higher than 100 mile per hour uh, club head speed. Okay, that's just basically what they've seen from their their thing, uh, and it's just a nice slope. You know, the the lower the score, the higher the club head speed tends to be. All right, that's not always the case. I mean, there's guys out there. You know, they just show statistics um, <clears throat> uh, of some guys like Ernie Els. Uh, he obviously a great player. His swing speed, and granted, now he's an older age. I don't know what they have on him from when he was younger, but his swing speeds somewhere like 100 to 110, somewhere in that range. I can't remember exactly. But so it doesn't have to be super crazy fast uh, and you can still be a good player. But it does show that there's a correlation there somehow. So what do we need to do in order to improve that club head speed? 
All right, well, first we've got to know what is our club head speed uh, so that we can measure it. We have to measure in order to know whether we've improved or not, right? So easiest way, great thing about club head speed is it's really easy. You don't have to be hitting a ball. You don't, um, though it is more accurate if you're hitting a ball because there is a loss of speed when you make contact with that ball because there's a transfer from the club to the ball. But you can use a, a radar gun, okay? Uh, you can get a radar gun on Amazon for somewhere in that $100 range, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't looked here recently, but for $100, you just need a club. And you can be hitting a ball. You don't have to hit a ball, all right? And you're going to just place that radar a few inches in front, slightly angled backwards at an angle. And so that club comes across the face at an angle, and it registers that club head speed, Okay. That's what we're testing, and then, then that sees us, okay, we can see what is our club head speed, and you can also test this as what's your max club head speed, how fast can you swing it as possible, not hitting a ball or anything, or not worried about how, the, how you make contact with the ball and whatnot, and that training is an overspeed training. We'll get into that a little bit more later, but what are some other things that we can change to make that club head speed faster? Okay, again, club head speed is the only the only predictor of ball speed. So the only thing we can change is that club head speed and the better impact that we get, right? So we get a better smash factor, we have a higher club head speed, the ball is gonna go farther. There's other things that can go into it, but it gets technical and that is not my area of expertise. But what my area of expertise is, is the physical aspect, right? And in order to create speed, we have to have power. Power is essentially amount of force that you produce over a certain distance. So in this case, from that backswing towards that impact, how much force can you produce in that amount of distance? The more force you can produce in that distance, the faster the club head, okay? So that's the real simple equation, all right? That's the equation that um, physicists use and whatnot in, in all calculations of power, no matter what we're talking about. So we want to be able to produce as much power or much force as we can in a short amount of time and distance. Okay, that will increase our club head speed. How do we do that? From a physical standpoint, we have to have an adequate amount of mobility, right? We have to be able to create a dissociation between the hips and the shoulders. Think like a rubber band or a slingshot, all right? If I hold that here and I pull back, I create some energy, all right, kinetic energy is stored in that slingshot. And so once I let go, it powers it forward and creates uh, the energy that we're looking for. Okay, or the power that we're looking for, that shot. All right, so that's the same. We create that with that rotation of the shoulders and keeping keeping the hips. The hips, that's why we were looking at that dissociation between the hips and the shoulders. All right, so we have to be able to do that. Well, that's, that's not necessarily all that I want to talk about today. Uh, more wanted to get into what can we do from a training standpoint to improve things that correlate to club head speed. All right, there's been a few tests that have been run that correlate very well with club head speed. Okay, these are strength measures or power measures, right? So tests that we do, shot put test, chest press, and a vertical jump. Okay, those three tests have been proven to correlate with changing club head speed. The The farther you can throw a ball, the higher you can jump, okay, and throw throw the ball at the chest press, the faster your club head speed is going to be, all right? So we want to be good at doing those things. Now, 
the <clears throat> so what do, what do those things tell us? All right. Well, we have to be able to have a, a powerful pressing motion with the chest press. Okay, so we got to be able to do push up, right? Push up, chest press, cable press. Okay, we need to be able to do those things. We need to been shown that we want to be able to have at least 25% of our body weight. We should be able to cable press that nice and stable through everything else as we go back and forth with that. Okay, that has been shown to be adequate for golfers, for one, to produce the strength that we're looking for, the uh, the power that we're looking for, and two, to decrease injury, all right? Make yourself more resilient. The stronger we are, the more resilient we are to forces that are applied upon our body, all right? That's the purpose of strength training, okay? I know there's a big argument about strength training and golf and how it can, leads to injury. Well, being stronger does not decrease mobility and it does not make you prone to injury. Yes, if you're doing it improper training or doing something that is not appropriate, yes, there is a risk. Any exercise, any activity, there is a risk of injury. Okay, so we cannot say that anything is risk-free. But the reward of those exercises outweighs the risks, and that's why we do it right? Not only will it improve our performance on the course, but we live better. We live longer, right? Those are things that, that will come from exercise because exercise is the only thing that's been shown in the re all the research studies that I've, I've studied, all right, to improve almost any condition, heart, mental, uh, you know, things like cardiovascular, okay? And muscle and bone, okay? Those are strength training, Exercise is what's been shown to do all those things, help with all those things. All right, so we talked about we have to be able to upper body press, all right? We see that in the shot put and we see that in the chest press, all right? The other thing that we see from the shot put is there is a lateral pushing or a pushing to the side with the lower body, all right? With a little bit of that rotation, okay? So we have to be able to generate power from that lower body to the upper body, which brings me into an extra test that doesn't correlate necessarily with club head speed, but correlates highly with these other tests. And that is anti-rotation. Okay, we have to be able to be stable, which means in the in the core, right? So anti-rotation. And that really allows transferring energy from lower body up to the upper body. Okay, we hear about in the golf swing, there's a kinematic sequence. Okay, TPI talks about it, all right? And how we have to, we go back, into the into that backswing and the first thing that should go is the hips and then it's the shoulders and then the arms and then the club okay that's the sequence one out after the other okay but we have to have that transfer from the hips up to the shoulders up shoulders up to the arms arms up to the club okay if we don't have that transfer then we are not efficient and that's where that stability comes in okay so it doesn't correlate specifically to Club head speed, but it's been shown to correlate very highly with those three other tests that we talked about. The chest press, the shot put, and the vertical jump. Alright, so that's another test that we want to work on. So what do we do in our training for that? Alright, one of my favorite exercises is a payoff press. So you have a resistance, whether it's a cable or uh, an elastic band. I prefer the elastic band because it changes a little bit on, on that tension. But you can do anything along those lines. And you are basically holding it off to the side 
and from your chest, you are pressing the hand straight out in front. You're just holding that band or that cable right in front of you, and then you come back in. You're not letting any rotation happen in the body. You're wanting to maintain a nice stable core. I usually use the, the cue of like you're getting punched in the gut. You want to just kind of maintain that core stability, feeling like you're ready you're braced there as you stick the arms out in front of you and back in. Okay, so that's a payoff press. Google it, all right, you can find it. And another one I like a lot is just being in a plank or a push-up, top of the push-up position and doing some shoulder taps back and forth, nice and, nice and stable as you stay there. Again, thinking like you're getting punched in the gut or something along those lines so that you can resist any rotation that's gonna happen. Okay, you're gonna have a little shift that needs to happen, but you're not looking to have to rotate to, in order to stay balanced. Okay, you might shift over on that hand, but you should stay pretty much still in that position. Okay, that's resisting gravity, resisting that rotation. That's increasing the core's ability to transfer energy from that lower body to that upper body. All right, so we've talked about upper body press, push-ups, cable press, bench press. Okay, the great thing why I like cable press so much is it adds that core stability in. Okay, you don't get that from uh, a bench press. Your back is supported, all right? So you're just really using the upper body. So great for building upper body strength, but not for developing that core transfer, all right? That transferability. That's why you'll see it's a lot harder to press on a cable machine as much as you do on a bench press, all right? So doing that, <clears throat> by doing the cable press or the push-up, you're engaging the core, okay? And that's going to help with that energy, energy transfer. So I like that for that point. All right. The other thing we talked about that I briefly mentioned was that lateral push with the lower body. Okay. You got that lateral push from that shot put test. Okay. So we need to work that lateral push. So we got lateral lunges or lateral bounds. Okay. Things like that where you're going side to side, bounding from one foot to the other foot or lunging to the side. Okay. Lower body strength is going to be important in general. Okay. Because that is, is what is gonna generate the force from the ground into the, again, the, through the trunk, up to the shoulders, up to the arms, into the club, and then into the ball. So, I like the, those lateral lunges, maybe, maybe some like monster walks, something along those lines where you're really working on that press to the side, okay? Monster walk, for those that don't know, band around ankles or knees, and you're just stepping one foot out to the side, keeping tension on the band, and just keep stepping out to the side each time. And then you work your way back the other way. Okay, you're really having to create that stability. The last one was the last test was a vertical jump test. All right, so we're exploding off the ground. So we need to work on our explosiveness. Okay, that's again, thinking that we talked about how power is force created over a, a distance quickly or how quick you can create that force over a distance, right? So that is power. So that's essentially what we're doing with a vertical jump. We're just creating that distance from the ground up into the air. The higher you jump, the more, the higher that club head speed tends to be. Okay, so that's a high correlation with club head speed. How do we create better jump? Well, we have stronger legs. That's, that's one thing, okay? 
But the next thing is we have to practice that explosion. We have to be efficient with creating that energy. We have to be efficient with using that force to explode, all right? At home, simply jumping, right? Doing vertical jumps, squat jumps. You can do split squat jumps and, and whatnot. Big thing with, with some of that though is we're really looking at full 100% intention, intentional movement each time. We don't want to be doing movement uh, until we're fatigued, okay? Because power needs to be 100% to really gain on that, all right? So we want to create that low lower body explosiveness, but we usually somewhere in that three, maybe up to an eight range of reps, and maybe you can do four or five or five sets, but you need to make sure you're having enough time to recover in between that. It, again, we're not looking for fatigue on that one, Right? Whereas with the strength measures where we're looking to have good strength with the press and uh, good resistance for the uh, rotation, right? We, we're, we're, those are more control or strength measures. Whereas this one's an explosive measure. We want to do quickly and, and that is more a neuro, neuro response, okay? How quickly you can quickly get the, the movement to happen. All right, so we've talked about doing a payoff press or shoulder taps in the plank push-up position to help create a better stable core, which allows for energy transfer. Hey, Joe, thank you for hopping on. So, and that is going to create a better stability through there and allow better transfer of energy from the lower body to the upper body. Okay. You have, then we talked about a chest press test and being able to ha generate a good amount of force uh, strength wise and power so we want to be sure we're doing push-ups and cable press to also which is going to help engage that core and create that stability for that energy transfer that we were just talking about then you also can bench press right generate pure strength through there you can also get into a little bit of the that plyometrics of of the push-ups okay where you're pushing off the ground nice and slow lower down and then exploding off okay that's going to help to generate that power that we're looking for all right, we also had that the shot put test where we're rotate got a little bit of that rotation in there and we're pushing off with the lower body as we push with that arm okay in the shot put test that has the best correlation so we want to make sure we're getting good strength in the upper body but we're also want to make sure we're having that good lateral push okay in the lower body so lateral lunges lateral bounds those kind of exercises where we're really developing the stability of our, our lower legs and generating that power to go from one side to the other side, just like in the golf swing. We talk about loading that that trail leg and then pushing through into that lead leg, okay, as you're going from uh, backswing into downswing. And then the last one was that, that vertical jump, okay? And that we're wanting to be explosive with it. We want to do squat jumps. We want to do uh, split, just split squat jumps, okay? You could do... Uh, Box jumps, depth drops, something along those lines. Okay, depth drops are great because it, your body's only going to be able to jump as high as you can withstand the force going down. So that's a way of training your body to be better at absorbing impact, and that will help you to increase increase your 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 vertical in that. And that's kind of the same concept with that anti rotation, where you're resisting that rotation so that you can then be better about creating more speed with the rotation. All right. The last thing I want to talk about was swinging with intention, okay? 
So we talked about some physical measures, some strengthening stuff you can do, some power stuff you can do at home and in the gym, right? But you have to have to swing with intention, okay? That's where that overspeed training that I mentioned earlier comes in. All right, there's some popular 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 things there for overtraining, okay, overspeed training. But what I want to talk about is something pretty simple, all right? So essentially it's wanting to get something that is just slightly lighter than than your driver, okay? So that you can generate a little bit faster speed. You can use your driver if if uh, you don't have a good have a good thing. Um, sometimes turning the driver around will work for for this, but that, it tends to be maybe a little bit too light. Um, which can can affect your mechanics on how you're swinging. So the big thing, though, is doing about 10 swings at a time, three sets with three-minute rest intervals, but you're wanting to swing as hard as you possibly can. Okay? So the super speed sticks, all right, you're looking for the middle one that's just slightly lighter than the driver. Okay, those are designed. One's like 20% lighter than driver. One's about 5% lighter than driver. And the other one's about 5% heavier than a driver. All right, and they go through a series of, of swings. And they do like 100 swings in a time. And they do it three times a week. All right, which can be a lot of a lot of swings. Okay, for somebody that's not as adding more swings into and they're already practicing a lot. Okay, that can be a lot of swings, can be a lot of over a repetitive movement on somebody. So I like the research has been showing shown uh, that you can get away with doing 10 swings as hard as you can with something just slightly lighter than your driver and doing a total of three sets. Okay, so that's only 30 swings versus the 100 that you're expected to do Okay, with super speed. I don't have anything against super speed, it's just that a lot of swings, and if you're already doing a lot of that, it's a lot of repetitive movement, okay? The... So that's what you do, and you can do that two to three times a week, okay? Two to three times a week. Those other exercises, you're looking at, again, you're looking at doing at least three times a week. If you can get in four or five and vary up what you're hitting and what you're targeting, even better. But So you can get all these things in to improve your, your swing speed. Again, swing speed's important because that is the only indicator that we can affect from a physical standpoint to improve ball speed, and ball speed's what improves distance, Okay? So, the again, the average tour player is 113 miles per hour. Okay, there are some tour players out there out there that are almost 130 miles per hour, but the average golfer, the 15 handicapper, is only about 93 to 94 miles per hour. So, how do you compare? How do you compare to the average golfer? There, you can Google it, and you can find kind of how you how you compare. If not, I got I got a nice chart from for you to look at. If if you want it, contact me. Okay, and we can talk about where your club head speed, how you compare to people your age. Um, there's been research out there that has been kind of broken that down into ages and what you can expect from each age bracket. So contact me if you're interested in that. You can comment below <clears throat> for that. So the last thing that I want to mention is without a strength program, the overspeed training is not nearly as effective. Okay, if you are not doing a, a solid strength training program, you are not getting the maximum benefit of doing the overspeed training or that swinging with intention that we were just talking about. Okay, I've seen numbers as high as 50% less effective. Okay, so huge, huge difference whether you're doing a good strengthening program that's targeting strength of the full body, particularly the ones that we're talking about. So big ones that we want to hit up. 
in, in the gym is squatting and deadlifting and bench press, right? Okay, and rowing, okay? Those are the four big movements that we wanna make sure that we're, we're hitting up in the gym on a regular basis. If we're not getting those in, along with some of those power exercises that we were just talking about, along with some of the, the what's called accessory movements, like the lateral strengthening and whatnot, if we're not getting those in along with the nice, solid, standard strengthening program, we are not being nearly as effective with our swing speed training or our overspeed training. So make sure you're doing that. If you don't have one, contact me. We'll get you going on something, all right? Hopefully you guys found this helpful. Again, you've got to generate power from the upper body, lower body, you have to have sufficient strength throughout the body and you need to swing with intention. Swinging with intention is something that most people don't do. If you don't have that overspeed, you don't, your body starts to lose and starts to forget how to swing quickly. You're training your body again, the nervous system to respond quickly and to get better at that. All right. So get the, start doing this stuff today. Great timing with all this craziness going on and you can start getting that in. If you guys have any questions, comment below. I'll answer those questions. You feel free to reach out to me if you're interested in, in learning how you compare to your, your peers on club head speed. All right, reach out to me if you need a, a solid strengthening program or if you just need a more customized program. We'll help you out, all right? I can help you out with those things. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great day. Be safe. Hey guys, if you enjoyed this content, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes so that we can get this in front of more people. Thank you. Do you want to take your fitness to the next level? Join our Golf Fitness Tips Facebook group to learn more about how you can improve your fitness and improve your golf game by upping your potential through mobility, strengthening, and wellness tips. Again, our Facebook group is Golf Fitness Tips. We'll see you there. Have a good one.